Stand, Kneel, Now What, Episode 3, My Faith Journey, Part 1. Hi, my name is Karen. I like to say that I'm the good kind of Karen. I am first and foremost a daughter of God, a wife, mom of two, and I recently came home to the Catholic Church. I love my faith so deeply that I want others to love it too. Whether you are a cradle Catholic, Catholic curious, or you have come home to the Catholic Church as an adult like I have, Stand, Kneel, Now What is the show for you. Through my love and lots of blunders, my goal is to help you along your faith journey. Our paths may be different, but all of our roads need to lead home so that we can be with our Father. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Stand, Kneel, Now What? My name is Karen Estep, and I am your host for this show. And today we are going to dive just a little bit into my faith journey. My goal for today is really to teach people a little bit more about the Salvation Army. It is a branch of the Christian church that not a lot of people know about. So I would love to just give you a little more insight on my roots in the Christian faith and where I began my love for Jesus. All right, just like in all the episodes past, the all the two episodes that I've done, <laughs> Um, we are going to start with the prayer that is uniquely Catholic and the prayer that we focused on for now is the Hail Mary. I think next week we're going to start the St. Michael, the Archangel prayer, but for now, let's get started with Hail Mary in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So if you listened to my episode last week, you will know that I was baptized in the Lutheran Church. I was baptized as an infant. My grandfather and grandmother went on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land right before I was baptized, and they brought back water from the Jordan River. And I was baptized in a Lutheran church and apparently I cried and screamed the whole time. <laughs> so that was my first introduction into the Christian faith. And, you know, uh, I'm sure it was fun for my, my parents, <laughs> but, um, growing up, we never really went to any Lutheran churches. We went to the one that my dad grew up in, um, when my grandparents came to town, but not really that often. And my cousins on my dad's side are Catholic because his sister converted to Catholicism when she married my uncle. And I had gone to several Catholic masses to when I went to go visit my cousins. And the Catholic mass that I remember the most was my, my youngest cousin's first communion. And my dad can be kind of a prankster. And she pulls my dad aside and she said, look here, Uncle Hugo, <laughs> today is about me and you better take it seriously. And this, it really did happen right before mass. Like she gave him a stern talking to. 
So growing up, going to Catholic mass wasn't super foreign to me. We didn't do it all the time though. So it's not something that I was very familiar with. Anyway, when I was in second grade at the very end of second grade, I met my best friend, Joy, and we are still best friends to this day. We, we like reflected on the number of years we've been best friends and it's close to 30, which makes us feel really old. Um, anyway, and how we met each other, I was kind of a mean girl. I'll be perfectly honest. So second grade, she wasn't in my class, but all the second grade classes had recessed together. <laughs> and she was wearing this absolutely atrocious, I won't said atrocity, but atrocious looking dress. It was hideous. Um, it wasn't so much a dress. It was a skirt and a top. Anyway, not the point. The point was that when I introduced myself to her, I went up to her and I said, hey, your outfit's really ugly. <laughs> and she, she just promptly said back, yeah, but it's for a program for my church and we're going to do VBS in the next couple of weeks. Would you like to come? And of course I said yes. And I went and told my parents about it later that night. They looked up the church that I said that my, this friend, this new friend was a part of, and they said, all right, yeah, you can go. And so I went and it turns out that church was the Salvation Army. She um, was raised in the Salvation Army. Her parents were pastors and by parents, I mean, yes, both her mom and her dad were pastors in the Salvation Army. Um, that is one of the big differences, I think, between the Catholic Church and the Salvation Army Church is that we allow female pastors. I had a lot growing up. A lot of women in my life did a lot of really good things. So anyway, I went to vacation Bible school with Joy, and I still remember my leader's name. It was a man named Ed Bird. He was just, he was a phenomenal man of God. I just remember that he had a joy within him that I knew I wanted. So at the end of vacation Bible school, that week that I was there, um, I on my own accepted Jesus into my heart and was just really lit on fire from then on. And so as time went on, my parents started coming to the Salvation Army with me. And even my maternal grandparents started joining us too. So it was really a family affair. Like every Sunday, I'd see my grandparents in the pews. My parents would be there. I did Sunday school. It was just a really very formative time in my life. And I, I'm so thankful for my roots in the Salvation Army Church and what I learned about Jesus as a young child, because it just, it was amazing. My youth group was amazing. Um, I have youth leaders that were phenomenal too. It just, I, I look back at the Salvation Army Church now and just with great memories and a great foundation. And just remember that all of our faith journeys are completely different. And just because I was part of a church that no one's even heard of <laughs> doesn't disqualify you from anything. It was, it was a phenomenal church. Let me give you a bit of a background though on the Salvation Army in general. It, and that's kind of a pun because the Salvation Army has a leader and it's a general. <laughs> so all of the officers are pastors. So I'll, I, let me flip that. All of the pastors 
have officer names. So there is a seminary that they go to. And while the pastors are in seminary, they are called cadets. And then they graduate and they become captains. And then you get promoted and (laughs) and you become a major. And then the head of the Salvation Army is called the general, um, which I think is kind of cool. And it, it very is, it very much is a hierarchical, like you get promoted to these various positions. Anyway, the Salvation Army was founded in 1885 by a man named William Booth. And William Booth was a former Methodist pastor in London, England, but he branched off and formed the Salvation Army, which it was, it didn't start out as the Salvation Army. That wasn't the name. It later changed to that. However, he believed the Methodist Church in London was not doing enough for the impoverished and the poorer areas of the city. So he really wanted to go to those areas, into bars, into just the like the places that, you know, typical people would avoid, he really had a mission and a heart for serving those people. And so that is where he went. And one of the reasons he chose for his pastors to wear uniforms is that look like army uniforms is because a lot of people respect people that are part of the army. And so when you see a Salvation um, Army pastor or a Salvationist, Many times they are wearing a uniform and they have summer uniforms and they have winter uniforms and they have hats and it it looks a lot like a military uniform. Um, so in many ways, just like I can recognize a priest um, most of the time when they're out in, in their priest uniform, you can recognize the Salvation Army officer just based on the what they're wearing. Anyway... Um, the other thing that the Salvation Army does that's very similar to uh, Catholicism is around age 11, you start taking um, junior soldier classes. And that is, it's not confirmation classes per se, it's just to deepen your faith in the Salvation Army. So I did take junior soldier classes, and you really dive into the tenets of the Salvation Army. And you learn more about what they believe. Now, I will tell you, the Salvation Army is a Trinitarian Christian church. They, they believe in the Holy Spirit, the God the Father, and Jesus Christ, uh, much like many, many Christian churches. However, there are no outward sacraments. So I did not grow up taking confession, or yeah, taking confession. I didn't take communion. I didn't... Um, I see a lot of uh, any baptisms at all because baptism is a sacrament that the Salvation Army does not do. Now they do baby dedications, which are completely different. There's no water involved. It's basically the family stands up in front of the church and promises um, to raise their child in a Christian household. And the church also promises to help that family raise the child in a Christian way. Um, but yeah, no baptisms, no confession, no communion. None of that was ever a part of what I grew up seeing going to church every Sunday and then Wednesday nights. But, um, so senior or junior soldiers, I'm sorry, junior soldiers are from age 11 to 18. And I did sign, you have to sign a commitment when you do that. And I did sign that. 
And then when I turned 18, I chose not to become a senior soldier for very selfish reasons. So one of the other big differences um, in the Salvation Army is from Catholicism and a lot of different Christian organizations. But big differences is when you sign um, to be a junior soldier or a senior soldier in the Salvation Army, you are not allowed to drink alcohol. And I knew at 18, I was going to college and I wanted to drink. I'll be perfectly honest. I, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to uphold that commitment. And so I am not a person that signed something that I know I cannot commit to. And I, I chose not to become a senior soldier. There are other things that go into that as well. I'm not going to get into those. Um, there are a few people that know that another reason I didn't become a senior soldier, but other things that go on that commitment are things like no, um, premarital relations. I'm, I'm going to say it that way. If you've got kids in the car, um, no smoking, no drinking, no cussing, you know, standard stuff. I would say most Christian faiths ask you to do those things. But the, like I said, the big difference between the Salvation Army and Catholicism is there's just, there's no alcohol at all, um, which wasn't a problem even with communion because we didn't take any form of communion. And I, and I mean that like no, bread of any sort, no wine, no, well, obviously no wine, no grape juice, nothing. We just didn't do it. Um, they believe that all of those sacraments can be felt inwardly between the person and God. So that is just a little bit about the Salvation Army. I'm sure I'm not doing it justice. I loved how I grew up and I loved getting to serve the communities in the way that I did. I served a lot of Christmases and Christmases in the Salvation Army um, are a sprint. It's not a marathon. You just sprint through November and December and just try to get to New Year's without being burnt out. Um, that is a lot of, there's a lot of caffeine consumed <laughs> and a lot of, um, you take care of your pastors. If you ever want to serve your community and you have a Salvation Army Corps, which is what the church is called, it's called a Corps, uh, in, a, in a special way, offer to make the Salvation Army officers um, a meal for Christmas, a home-cooked meal. I know a lot of officers eat a lot of fast food in November and December because they are so busy working on Christmas and Angel Tree and all sorts of things to help the community. That's actually one of the big things that attracted me to the Catholic Church is that charity is so much of a focus in what we do every day as Catholics. And if I hadn't had not have had that background in the Salvation Army, which is that you serve the community in the in the best way you can. And it's not just tithing. It's if you can come serve in the um, bread donation, if we you know you, we got bread donations all the time, if you can come hand those out, or if you can serve in the food pantry and help other families that way, or even just offering to clean the gym, all of that is considered serving the community when you are part of the Salvation Army and when you're part of the Catholic Church. And I just, I absolutely loved my upbringing and that's, will always be a part of me. I will always be rooted in that faith and in that church. And, um, I, 
even to this day, I sometimes still catch myself saying, oh yeah, our pastors wear uniforms in the present tense, or, oh yeah, our pastors are called officers. I have to really catch myself, but then I think, you know what? It's not that big of a deal because I'm still tied to them and so thankful and so grateful for my best friend's parents. Her dad married my husband and I. Um, I have other officer friends that are have just helped raise me pretty much because I was just such a part of that community for such a very long time. And they saw all of me, the good, the bad. <laughs> um, and they stuck with me. And I just, I, I, I love them all. And I, I hope they listen. I hope, um, you know, right now I'm thinking of Majors Wheeler. Um, I, I love the Wheelers. They were such a a pivotal point in, in my relationship with God too. So if you're listening, majors, Joseph and Lois Wheeler, hi. <laughs> anyway, go check it out. Um, I try to keep, um, some ones stashed in my purse around Christmas time so that when I see the red kettles, I can always put money in. So I encourage you guys to look into the organization a bit more, you know, around Christmas time, support those bell ringers, put some money in their kettles and, um, they're just a lovely, it's a lovely group of people. All right. I'm going to go right into the results from the odd one out from last week. Last week, our choices were Lucky the Leprechaun, Tony the Tiger for obvious reasons, because I Tony the Tiger, my bishop, um, and <laughs> Toucan Sam. And the overwhelming majority voted for drum roll please lucky the leprechaun because it's the only human like creature i my opinion though is i am voting for toucan sam um for because it's the only one that flies which i realized was my also my vote for the week before the flamingo so this week I purposely didn't put any flying options in our odd one out. So our odd one out choices for this week are a car, um, an 18 wheeler or a combine, you know, like, you know, what they, what they drive on farms. And I'm doing that because I am giving you parts of my faith journey and sometimes I, people's faith journey can feel like a car. Right now, mine feels like a Ferrari. I feel like once I've joined the Catholic Church, like I have just been on hyperspeed mode, diving deeper, love it. Um, I can tell you sometimes my faith has felt like an 18-wheeler, like I'm just carrying a lot of baggage and I don't know what to do with all of these wheels and how to drive an 18-wheeler. I don't even want to, like, is that even a thing? I should probably have looked that up first. So a semi-truck. If, if there's not 18 wheels, let's just go <laughs> a semi-truck. Um, you guys are really getting to see my awkwardness in this episode. Um, and then a combine. And I will tell you that in college, I would say my faith drove about as fast as a combine. I was very slow going in my faith and, um, yeah, not really harvesting anything either. I say, I, I let's all say I was like a combine in North Dakota in the wintertime. Like that was my faith in college. So I feel like on my journey, I have been all of those types of vehicles. So once again, the, 
The options for this week are a car, a semi-truck, or a combine. Please like and share this episode if it has touched you in some way. If you have learned a lot about the Salvation Army, great. Um, I wish I could share more and more. Next week, we're going to touch on more about my faith journey. I was going to record one whole episode of my faith journey, but realized that would have taken a long time. So we'll get to part two, maybe part three in the next couple weeks. Um, but yes, once again, like, and share this, I am praying for all of us on this faith journey together. I hope that you have a great week and I can't wait to see you next week.